Good day, ladies and gents. I'm Professor T, and welcome to another edition of The Business Startup Journey. Our business owners and entrepreneurs are actively learning how to start a business with little or no money and no experience. I'd like to invite all of our listeners to subscribe to the podcast channel for weekly episodes. I would also like to encourage you to visit professort.montfichet.com and download our study guides. The website is listed in the channel. The study guides will be uploaded weekly and will reflect our podcast series. It's also important that you obtain your free personalized business portfolio by subscribing at the bottom of our page at professorty.montfichet.com. This will give you access to the documents needed to build your personalized business portfolio. Okay, team, now that we paid the bills, let's get ready to rock and roll. Well, good afternoon, ladies and gents, and welcome back to another episode of the Business Startup Journey. Today is very exciting because this is the well-anticipated series that I really, really wanted to get to, and this is creating your business plan. So for right now, I have the business plan set up into two different series. Um, If I need to make a third one, I will let all of you guys know so it's out there. Um, But the first one is what we'll be discussing today, creating your business plan part one. I'm so excited. So guys, when I started my startup business and I did it as a franchise off of another, I was using their platform to develop just about everything. So I thought to myself, I don't need a business plan. I'm good. I don't need to go through this series. I don't need to go through this. And then after I was, I was really, really influenced to do the business plan and I went through a course that taught me, I realized how vital and necessary the business plan is. So I don't want you to discredit that for one piece. And if you're debating on whether or not to have a business plan, really pay attention to this episode to decide if it's something you want to do. Now, for me, I'm really excited because this is my area of expertise. So I get to share with you guys some of the resources and the vital necessities that is needed for the business plan and how my company and my team really utilizes it to make your business plan process successful. Now, guys, with that being said, let's just jump right into the to the process and learn why we need to get this whole business plan off the ground. So I started out the series by asking, what is the business plan? So for me, guys, I want you to realize that the business plan is your game day playbook for success. Now, when I say the game day playbook, from day one, when you open that doors, your business plan should be in your right arm. So anything that happens needs to be inside the business plan. You need to be able to rely on that business plan for answers. It becomes your playbook. It becomes your religious Bible or any other artifact that you want to refer to it as. But it needs to be something that you rely on on a daily, weekly, monthly, annually, quarterly, and yearly basis. So guys, everything that you've innovated in your head, any, anything that you've dreamed of, write it down. Write everything you're planned for your business inside the business plan. So, I mean, it's a working document. 
It goes on and on. So all you have to do is turn to that section. Oh, I thought of this and add it in there. So when I was thinking about how can I describe a business plan, you know, the the professor in me said, it's an action plan. And then the man in me said, it's a plan of action. So I've said, it's both. Your business plan is an action plan, something that you've placed into action. And it's also something that you plan to make an action. So it's both of those categories. Now, guys, I forgot to tell you, but if you haven't already, go to professort.monfichet.com, click on the study guides, locate business plan one, and download the study guide. It's going to be necessary for you when you're going through this, this podcast series. You can write on the notes. The, the podcast is there. Just write on the notes. Make it look what, however you need it to be and get it going, guys. But let's go ahead and get this taken care of. Download the study guide so you can follow with me on this topic. So when you're creating your business plan, guys, remember, document it all. Everything that you've dreamed of, you, you, however long you planned it out, if, whether it's a five-year business plan or a three-year business plan or a one-year business plan, make sure you document Everything you plan to do in that one year. And then if you need to, create a section that says upcoming events, things to plan for, so that you'll have it in the plan as a reminder going forward. So now let's talk about the legal structure of a business plan or what everyone prefers to be the definitions of the business plan. So when I was going through my studies, I pulled this one out. It's a set of management decisions about what a company will be doing. So you need to go ahead and map that out. What are your managers going to be doing? What is the company going to be doing? What are their functions? How are they going to contribute and grow and build the brand? Now, guys, a few of my clients always ask me, "Ah, Professor T or Mr. Thomas, how long should my business plan be? And my answer that that should to you is the plan should model the size and complexity of the business. So if your business is complex and it requires a lot of different techniques, then your business plan needs to model that. You need to really make sure that everything is displayed on that. If it's smaller and not so complex, then yes, you can scale it back. But there is no really given page number to a business plan. So when you're if you're writing your own business plan or you're soliciting someone else to write the business plan and they're not us, mind you, remember, do not let them put a page limit on the business plan. So you need to understand that because sometimes you might be requiring more than what they might be offering. So make sure you understand that, guys. All right. So, guys, the next thing is when you're building this business plan, what it happens is you're building a formal plan that brings closure to the business process. So you don't have to guess anything because you already know what's going to happen because the business process is outlined completely in the business plan. And also the business plan, it makes it formal. It formalizes all the objectives and strategies that you're going to use. So whatever strategies that you plan to use to build this business plan is outlined in there. So that is a cool, cool mechanism. So if or when your business plan is built properly or drafted properly, it's going to outline the management tools that are used to evaluate all the activities. So whatever tools that you're going to be using, whether you're going to use Microsoft Word and a phone system or whatever you use, 
It's going to be out there to act. It's going to be out there so that we can evaluate the activities, its accomplishments, and even any opportunities. So that's all going to be in the business plan because you have to plan for any pitfalls or anything that might happen that's wrong, as well as all the good that's going to happen in your business plan. So let's reflect a little bit, guys, because I know I'm sharing a lot of information, but I don't want you to feel discouraged because I've worked with a lot of different people and they felt like, hey, you know what? A business plan's not for me, but the business plan is for you because that innovation process is in your brain and we're taking that process and putting it on paper. And that is the best part of the business plan right there because we're not relying on our own information. We're relying on what you want built into the business plan. Now, sometimes when I'm talking in terms, I'm almost feeling like I'm working with a client and telling them about the different mechanism of the business plan to bring them in as a customer. But what I want to encourage you that if you don't choose Montfichet and Company, my, my company that I work for or that I, that I lead, if you don't choose our team to build your business plan, make sure you choose a suffice business that really, really reflects you. You don't want a generic business plan. You want a business plan that reflects your dreams, your aspirations, the vision and direction that you plan to take your business. So please keep that in mind. All right, guys. Another question that some of my clients and friends ask me, they say, Professor T, okay, so I built this business plan. Now, what am I going to use this business plan for? And I tell them straight off the bat, you're going to use it to conduct business. You're going to use it to conduct your daily operation business and make sure that everything is going in lines to what's going on in the business plan. You're going to use your business plan for hiring and expansion expansion of your business because that's all going to be outlined in there as well. You're going to use your plan to understand the sales and marketing piece and how much money is allocated to marketing, how exactly you plan to market and what you will do each and every month with the marketing plan. And you're going to use your business plan to really display your company vision and direction. So that's going to be expressed everywhere you go and especially throughout the business plan. So keep all that right there in mind, guys. Now, all those topics tie hand in hand because when you're hiring someone and you're expanding your company, that the company vision and direction is still in sync. So Whenever you're doing anything, you want people to understand that although I'm growing, I need my vision to be in the forefront. I need the marketing plan to be reflective of the business. I need to conduct business as I structured out in my business plan. And that's how you continue to adhere adhere to your vision and the direction of your company. So I normally don't use my company as an example, but I will today because I think it's very pertinent. So when I broke off from my mother company, Montfichet and Company, and I built this franchise here in Atlanta, my main reasoning behind that was I wanted to help people of all areas achieve their goals. I'm really big on people becoming or uh, entrepreneurs. I shouldn't call them people. Entrepreneurs becoming business owners and really innovating the process. So I looked at the Atlanta area and I said, I am going to focus on that. So some of the things that I do to really give back are some of the things that you're listening to now, such as the podcast. But the podcast is not the end. I also have professort.monfichet.com and I provide a lot of free material to people on or entrepreneurs that are interested in starting a business online. And the reason for that is I didn't want to 
I didn't want to say, hey, sign up today and let's talk about starting a business. I wanted my clients or friends and, and entrepreneurs to experience me and experience what I had to offer on their own before they contact me. So if you went to my YouTube page or my Instagram page or Facebook page, there's a plethora of information of me and you get to know who I am. And that is the core values of, and vision of my company because I didn't want it to be just a moneymaker, which is it does enough to sustain, but I wanted it to give back to that individual that's sitting at home and is thinking about um, starting a business and they needed a clear direction. Well, here it is. Here's your clear direction and congratulations. And I really, really want to encourage you to stick to it and start your business. All right. So that was my encouragement for the time. So let's get back on topic. So if you're looking at your study guide, the next point we're going to talk about is your internal uses of your business plan. So when I say that, I say, how is your business plan helping your company inside your company? How is it making your company stick to its formation and really move forward? So let's explore some of those areas. So your business plan, it's going to help you improve the performance by identifying the strengths and weaknesses of your company. And the reason why I say that is in the business plan, if it's written correctly, you'll have a SWOT analysis that identifies your strengths and weaknesses so that you can expand on it and you can close the gap of your weaknesses. So by exposing that, now you know and you know what area to work on. And those are some of the internal uses of the business plan. The business plan also allows you to communicate the expectations to your employees and your teams and your staff and whomever it is. But it also it lets you really show them information regarding the performance and priorities. So what's important to us right now? What should we be focusing on as a company right now and how we are performing? Are we in the red or are we doing really good and are we uh, making the return on investment? These are all the internal areas that your business plan will be focusing on. So another benefit of the internal uses of the business plan is that it measures performance of all the overall categories of individual managers and um, employees in the company. So that's how you can measure your performance is by using your business plan as a go-to tool. With that being said, it also coordinates effectively and ensures consistency in the business planning and operation. So your planning piece is going to be consistently built onto the business plan. So when you're doing additional planning, you're relying on the business plan to create the new direction of the company, and you're taking that new direction and placing it in the plan as well. So now I want to talk about some of the external uses of the business plan. And these are areas outside of your business that are affected or influenced by the business plan itself. So your business plan's main function for the external use is to really sit down and educate these parties, interested parties, about what you do, about your objectives of your company, your structure of your company, and the performance of your company. And this can all be displayed through information that you've provided in your business plan. The next number one functionality for the business plan externally is to secure from funds from outside investors. And this can be private investors, banking industries, just about anyone. 
But in order to obtain that, you have to have a business plan that's formatted correctly and really reflects the core values and the functionalities of the business plan. So now that the business plan is functioning, the last external use I wanted to share with you is that your business plan is a communication tool. It communicates to the community or to your listeners or your viewers or whoever is interested in your business plan. It communicates them your plan of action, how you're going to move forward as a business. It formalizes its intentions in the plan. So the plan makes it solidified. It makes it necessary and it puts everything into perspective. So that's the best part that I saw or I consider a part of the business plan. So take a deep breath, guys, because we got through some of the first parts of our study guide. So take that deep breath, breathe in and breathe out. So now what I want to cover is what your business plan should include. Now, a lot of different people include different things, different subtitles, which mean about the same or they line up the business plan differently. But subsequently, I think all business plans should have a extreme flow. So this, what I'm sharing with you is how my company and how I line up our business plans generally when we're creating a business plan for our, our customers. So one, what we do is we create a cover page, you know, and that's strictly how it is. Then we cover, I won't talk about all these topics only because they tend to take a lot of time and I want to make sure that I'm getting in the basics. But um, as we go forward, you'll be able to understand the different topics that are there. All right, so what should I include in my business plan? You should include a cover page. You should include an executive summary. You should include background, which your personal background. You should include business description and location. You should include business organization and management. Then you should include the marketing plan, your competition profile, then include your marketing strategies, objectives, and tactics. Then you should include a financial plan and then a conclusion. So these are my basic formatting when you're creating a business plan. Now, they not always resonate because sometimes I'll take something out and add something in, really depending on the client, only because it's customizable. So this this platform should not work for everyone. Everyone should have a different format, but this should be the basis. When you start with this, you start deciding what you should include. You can take away from it, add to it or whatnot, but it needs to be reflective of what you're bringing to the table, your innovation, your dreams, and your business. So earlier I talked about this briefly. I said, how long should my business plan be? So I want to reiterate this section. Remember, your business plan is an ongoing document. It never finishes. So you should be updating this either quarterly, monthly, or whatever. How I do it is if I get a new idea, because innovation never stops. You're changing the direction of what your business does. You might add a new product or service, or you might take one out that's not doing well. But what happens is when you're doing these, these things, you need to include it as a written statement in your business plan. You go to the section that it applies and you add it in there. So with that being said, it's an ongoing document and your business plan never finishes. So also the length of your business, excuse me, the length of your business plan should be as long as needed 
So there shouldn't be a page limit on there. You can estimate a page limit, but it shouldn't be a, a precise page limit. And remember, there is no limit to how long your business plan should be. Here are some also some other tools of the game. If you're employing someone to write your business plan, or if, even if you're doing the business plan yourself, I would consider reaching out for proofreaders, someone that can proofread it and read your business plan and understand what direction you're coming from and understand where your business is going. Now, the plan should be easy to understand. I would stay away from complications and technical writings. Just be expressive and make sure it's as easy to understand from anyone in any walk of life. So also, um, the resources that I think you would need is not only a proofreader. Um, I would also advise you to seek an advisor to assist you on the way, someone to help you during the process, whether it's an organization, a class, or whatever it is. But you need assistance to help you on the business plan. And I say this because even when I was constructing my business plan, I reached out to an outside source to provide me specific guidance. So, guys, I got this last question that I get from um, a lot of different people. It says, what will the process do for me as an entrepreneur? I'm an entrepreneur. I'm trying to start a business, and I want to start it now. I want to start it tomorrow. So if I take the time to write a, a business plan, it's going to push me back further. So, Mr., they say, Professor T, what, what will this process do for me as an entrepreneur? And I had to really think hard about that before I really gave them a response. So the number one thing that it did is it exposes your abilities. It really exposes your desires and courage to be successful. So it makes you do an analyzation of yourself to say, hey, can I do this? It's a long process. Can it be done or can it not be done? It also identifies your personal vision and goals for everything that you do for the things you've done for the company, for the things you're doing for your company, and for the things that you're doing in your life as well. Also, the number one thing that this process will do for you is going to test assumptions and solutions on paper. So you're going to research to see if the market is accepting your assumptions and solutions. And it also lets you test it, test it on people or or the needs in the community before you move forward with the plan. And finally, the process is going to finalize an action plan. So your action plan are the steps that you're going to about to take are going to be finalized because you're put it in writing and you know how to achieve it now. Whew, so we made it through, guys. We made it through the first series of the business plan. So the business plan is so vital, guys, because it's necessary for your business survival. The goal is to make it beyond five years as a business owner. And we're not going to be able to do that unless we create a blueprint for where our business is going. And that blueprint is, needs to be an ongoing document. And that blueprint is your business plan. And that business plan, your aspirations, your innovations, all the things that you've had jumbled in your head, we're taking it and putting it on the paper so that we know how to direct your dream in the next phase. So, guys, thank you. We've made it. It was a long, drawn-out process, but we made it. We have completed part one of creating your business plan. And I really am happy that you've taken the time out to listen to this series of the podcast of The Business Journey. 
because it's going to be vital for tomorrow. So guys, I thank you. You have a wonderful day. Enjoy everything that this fall weather has to bring. I'm Professor T, and this is another episode of The Business Startup Journey, and this is Professor T Approved.